As we prepare to hear our scripture reading today, we continue in the narrative lectionary. Last week, we heard the story of the prophet Elijah in the northern kingdom who was calling the Hebrew people back to right worship of God after they had started worshiping other gods. And uh, in particular, last week, we heard how God came alongside Elijah and encouraged him to keep going in his ministry. Well, our story today takes place about 100 years later. It's still in the northern kingdom of Israel, and it revolves around a prophet, Amos. And Amos is from the southern kingdom of Judah, but he is called uh, to be a prophet in the northern kingdom. Now, what's important to know is that during this time that Amos is uh, preaching in the mid-8th century, it's a time of relative peace and stability uh, for the Hebrew people. Uh, there are no foreign threats or enemies at this time. They are not at war. And so at home, it's a time of prosperity and growth. But that prosperity uh, only comes to some of the people for or at the expense of many. And so there is a growing uh, income inequality between rich and poor. Well, when Amos comes to the northern kingdom, he sees this dynamic. And he begins to prophesy, particularly to the people on the upper echelons of society who are prosperous at this time. And what he calls out is their uh, social injustice and their religious hypocrisy. That while they're really good at worship and showing up each Sabbath and making their offerings, they are failing to live out the call to justice. And just before the part that we uh, read today, um, Amos spells out specifically what that injustice looks like. And he says, you overlook uh, the needy in your community. You fail to provide justice for those who need it most. You levy taxes on the poor. And essentially, you fail to care for the widows, uh, the orphans, and those in the margins. So Amos's word is really a challenge to the people of the day, and I think also a challenge to us. So let us listen for the word of God. Our reading today is from the book of Amos, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, and chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, and 21 through 24. The words of Amos, who was among the shepherds of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of King Uzziah of Judah, and the days of King Jer Jeroboam, son of Joash of Israel, two years before the earthquake. And Amos said, The Lord roars from Zion, and utters God's voice from Jerusalem. The pastures of the shepherds wither, and the top of Carmel dries up. Seek good and not evil, that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you. Hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs, I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and the righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you join me in prayer? 
O gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, many of you have probably heard about those experiments that are sometimes done at churches where a pastor or someone in the community will dress up as someone who is homeless and sit outside the door of the church or down the street from the church and see how congregants will respond. Will they put money in the cup? Will they acknowledge the person or will they simply walk by? I've always been both intrigued and intimidated by these kinds of experiments because I wonder in some ways how I would respond. I like to think and I think there are days when I would stop, I would put money in the cup or I would stop to see the person or welcome them in and get them something to drink and something to eat and try to connect them with resources that we need. But if I'm honest, there are also probably a lot of days when I would walk right by because of the busyness of my schedule and all the things I have to get done for worship means I can't stop and help the person in front of me. Or because the biases I hold about them and what might have gotten them there make me just walk right on by. Or because the fear I project onto them would have me turn on my heels and go the other way. All this when I stand up in front of you every week and pray for justice and peace for the world. Pray for a better distribution of resources. All this when I'm trying to teach my own kids how to care for others. It's one thing to say and to pray what we believe and worship each week. And it's another to live it in, live it out day in and day out in our lives. This is the challenge of Amos's text this morning. This is a challenge that he brings to the people. And it's a wonderful passage. Uh, and it reads beautifully, at least the part about uh, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Who wouldn't want that? But the passage stings when we realize who he is talking to, which is essentially most of us people who experience privilege in our society. Those of us who are regular church attenders showing up with good intent, but maybe have also gotten complacent and comfortable with the way things are and forgotten the basic needs of those in our wider community. Amos was a prophet who came into that northern kingdom, who saw the way society was structured, and he said to those people of privilege, the people in the temple, this is not right. You have your festivals and your worship services and your offerings, but there are still so many needy people in the street. You are ignoring them, the justice that needs to happen at the gate. You need to help that. You are taxing those who already have so little while the rich just get richer. And all the while, you are claiming God's power and love. He sees that they are comfortable in their own status and comfortable in the status quo of this rampant inequality. And that somewhere along the line, they have neglected the core values of their faith to love their neighbor, care for the widow and orphan, share what you have so that there is enough for all. 
he basically says that worship divorced from justice is no worship at all. And so the question for us becomes, what are our justice practices? What are our generosity practices? How are we working for the justice of God? And justice is a, is a big term that can be defined in different ways, but the way Amos understands it is as a, a fair distribution of goods, as a judicial system that responds to those without influence, that it's opportunities for all levels of society, and it's to make sure everyone has the opportunity to flourish, which is what we've been hearing about all through the narrative lectionary. Way back in, at the beginning in Genesis this year, we heard the story of creation and it being created good and as an ecosystem where people were called. Our command as creation was to care for each other and care for creation. And we heard it again in, a couple weeks ago with Moses in the wilderness and God giving them the manna, that they weren't allowed to hoard it for themselves, right? It was about understanding that there is enough to go around and enough for all. And so in this passage this morning, Amos challenges us to consider our own lives. Consider our worship, but also especially consider our practices of justice and generosity. How are we working to change the systems that oppress others around us? One of the things that we have seen over and over again in the last 20 months, one of the things that the pandemic has peeled back for me and for many of us is just how much inequality and injustice there is. Economic injustice, racial injustice, medical injustice, educational injustice. And how the pandemic in particular has been so hard on low income uh, communities, on communities of color and immigrant and indigenous communities. And it's also exposed how much privilege many of us carry. Because while, yes, we have had the threat of COVID and disease, for the most part, we have been able to be safe. Because many of us have good medical insurance, or we have uh, jobs that are flexible enough that we can do from home and keep our jobs during this time, or we have had the resources and the means to be able to get food uh, delivered to us and have keep food on the table and shelter overhead and connections to communities. And for many people in our community, that is not the case. And so the question for us is, what are we doing about that? What more can we do about that? And how can we move from maybe our own comfort and complacency to really trying to build that kingdom of God on earth? These are the kinds of questions that we are asking ourselves this year as a church. Our theme, as you've heard me share it, is weaving spirit and story to discern our way forward because we are in a pivotal time and the world around us is changing and the needs of our community are changing. And so it's a ripe time to tune into the spirit and to ask what are the needs that exist in our community today in 2021? What are the gifts that we have been given as a church, our financial gifts, our building gifts, our passions gifts, and how can we use those gifts, not just for our own worship, but for the good of the world? 
How can we move beyond the doors? We have amazing ministries at this church, but how can we continue to move beyond these doors? And how can we um, really listen for what we need to tailor to and be focused on today for the needs today? And so that's part of what we're trying to do this year is to uh, listen for that Spirit's call in our lives and do some assessment in our wider community about what's needed and to figure out how we can have uh, the greatest impact so that we don't just stay comfortable, but so that we move out into the world. That really invites us to think about our own generosity and our own practices of justice as a congregation and as uh, individuals. I think congregationally we seek to work for justice in the world. We seek to change the, the systems and to grow and to learn more about how we're part of those systems, how we can advocate for different systems. We're working this year especially on our land story and our connection to indigenous communities and we continue our anti-racist work. Um, we also will be continuing our, our mission giving which is so important to our congregation that we are a church who gives away 10% of everything that uh, comes in from individual donations. 10% goes right back out into the community. And this year we've been able to do even a little bit more than that because of so many donations to the pastor's discretionary fund where we've been able to turn those around uh, to fund individuals and organizations that are in need of direct services. And so uh, it's a question that we can ask ourselves, right? What are our practices of generosity? What can we give away to ensure that there is enough for others? One of the things that my family and I have learned um, through this pandemic is that we can live more simply than we have been, right? That um, we don't have as many disposable expenses um, as we did a few years ago as we've reigned in our, our living. And, um, we've become so aware of just the wider needs in our community. And so um, for, for my family, we will be increasing our giving this year to the church, of course, but also to some of the other organizations that we uh, support in our community to ensure that people have the basic uh, needs met. We're also, as a family, um, trying to do some more actions with our kids uh, teach them more about volunteering and practices of justice and generosity so that they can learn how to be justice seekers in our world. Amos's proclamation is really an invitation um, to each of us to listen for how God is calling us, to understand that worship and justice, they go hand in hand, and faith is more than just showing up on Sunday with our prayers and our songs, but it's working to change the systems and the society so that we can have justice for all. When we seek the welfare of others, then we help those waters of justice to roll down and righteousness to flow like an ever-flowing stream when, when all are nourished, when all the world is nourished, then we are too. As I said in the announcements this morning, um, if you've not already received it, a generosity packet is on its way to you. And this has our hopes and dreams uh, for the coming year and the ways that we hope to listen to the Spirit, 
to live into greater justice in our community and to be people who not just worship together, but who live out God's love in our greater community. And so I encourage you to prayerfully consider your own giving, your practices of generosity and justice, and to give in the ways that God is leading you. God takes great delight when we are creators of justice and joy. So may we lean into Amos's words to care for those in need, that justice may roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Amen. <laughs>